Get ready to be captivated and intrigued as we delve into my life of spirits and all things paranormal. Join me, your host, Jay Lane, on The Laneway to Spirit as I share my stories and personal experiences in the hopes of inspiring others to explore their own spirituality. Grab your favorite mug and settle in, and let's get started. Hello and welcome here to Laneway to Spirit. I love talking about dead people that visit me in my dreams. And I see dead people in my dreams. And I'm pretty sure that you see dead people in your dreams too. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because we're so connected to dream world, right? I mean, we daydream guys all day long and we night dream too. Whether you think you dream or not, you dream. And I think that visiting dead people while we're sleeping seems more real than when we're awake, right? Instead of daydreaming about them, when we're dreaming at night and when we're sleeping, we have no conscious awareness that that's going to happen or any preconceived thought that we're going to have a visitation from a dead relative or loved one. So I always thought, like, why do they visit us in our dreams? Like, is there a reason? Dreams for me are always kind of mysterious. They're fascinating. They're such a great aspect of our human existence. And what I like about dreams is that they can transport us to other worlds and they let us have these experiences that are seemingly impossible scenarios to even go through. And they also reconnect us with our loved ones. And with all of these different types of dreams, those where our dead loved ones visit us, for me, are really, really intriguing. Now, these dreams can evoke comfort and they can also really evoke the feeling of unease, feeling really incredibly yucky about that visitation or really not wanting to deal with it. And so years and years ago, after my father passed away, I used to have this one particular dream that I looked for him in this room. And there were all these caskets in a room and they were all closed. So, of course, I had to go through all of the caskets. They were all empty until I found my father in one of the caskets. And when I did, I closed the lid to that casket and the casket was on a, I guess, kind of gurney and there were little wheels on it. And here I went on and I wheeled him down the hall and I put him in a closet and I closed the door and I left. And I think that was my way of saying, I'm not dealing with this grief and I'm not dealing with the acceptance of my father's passing. And so I do believe that he came to visit me to help me get through that grief and to really face the fact that he had passed away. But what motivates deceased people to appear in our dreams? Well, one of the theories talks about these dreams that serve as a means for our subconscious mind to process and manage that grief like I did when I dreamt of my father's casket and looking for him. And the loss of a loved one could be really distressing and really, really bewildering. And some people at much higher levels than others. And so it really just depends on the type of person and the type of grief that they're going to experience. And this leads us 
And our minds just struggle with that acceptance of their absence, right? So dreaming of these individuals can really facilitate that ongoing connection and it helps that emotional processing. And so I always think it offers a channel for the deceased to communicate with us and to provide us with closure or even reassurance that they're still around. Now, do these dreams represent any type of spiritual visitation? Well, a lot of cultures and spiritual belief systems include that concept of spirits or even ancestors visiting the living through dreams. And these encounters are thought to bring messages or guidance from that realm to to their ancestors. And some people even claim to have received like some pretty vital information or even warnings from departed loved ones in their dreams. And that kind of applies to me because I remember one dream in particular that affected me. And I believe that my father had come to give me a warning. I went to bed one night rather late and I woke up at around four o'clock in the morning and I was dreaming of my father. I remember him telling me, you'll know this is true with the sign of the axe. And I thought, wow, what the hell is that? I was so confused. And so he repeated to me the same thing without moving his mouth, as though his thoughts like permeated my whole being. Like, it's like, I just felt that you'll know this is true with the sign of the axe. It's like, what the hell? So I sat up in bed. And I remember feeling that he was trying to tell me something bad, or something bad was going to happen. And I started thinking about every detail of my dream. I remembered that my father had appeared to me. He was standing in front of the bathtub. And the white glossy tub behind him was so shiny, so beautiful, but it was on fire. And the fire was raging behind him. And I kept on trying to see if there was water in the tub because I was so afraid that he was going to get burned. And so my father was completely dressed in white. He was just like the man from Glad, right down to his belt being white. And he was slim. <laughs> he wasn't slim before he passed away, but he was slim. And he looked like he was like in his mid-30s. And he had the bluest eyes. My dad had the bluest eyes. But I could also see the sky behind him through the walls that seemed transparent on each side of him. And as this fire was raging on that glossy white tiled wall, it was like wild. He repeated to me through this thought, you'll know this is true with the sign of the axe. You'll know this is true with the sign of the axe. And it was just like really puzzling for me. I didn't know what he was talking about. I immediately got out of bed and journaled everything that I had dreamt about or what I felt. And the next morning I talked to Brad about it and I told him it felt so real. I felt so strongly that he was really trying to tell me something. And fire is not something that's ever happened in our family. So I couldn't even relate to it. So about three days later, Brad and I went to Nibbler's downtown on Cedar Street, and we, we used to go there every Friday for our fish and chips. And a man approached us as he walked by to get to his table, and he asked if we knew where the railway museum was. And at the time, we didn't know where it was, so Brad told him that he wasn't sure, but he should go across the street to the information desk at the city hall, and they might be able to help him. As this man sat at his seat, he was sitting there with his wife, 
he continued to talk to us about his great-grandfather. And he said that his great-grandfather had forged his way through Sudbury using this axe that had been donated some years before to this railway museum. And he said that he was in town, he wanted to go see it. He was really kind of sentimental about it. After they left, Brad and I started to talk over dinner and he goes, oh my God, Jay, do you think that your dream has anything to do with that axe he was talking about? He says, didn't you dream about something to do with an axe? And then I told him, yeah, you know, funny you bring that up. I didn't want to say anything, but I didn't really feel that, you know, that was related to the dream at all. I did feel, though, that it was a sign that I was supposed to get. And it was some kind of validation that something was going to happen very soon. It was like, okay, start paying attention. And what it was, I wasn't too sure, but I felt inside my heart, that's what I needed to trust. And so a couple days later, I was cleaning the floors in the lobby at the Vendetti building, and that was known as the Randolph Center on Cedar Street. And the landlord had asked if I can help out for a couple weeks since they didn't have anybody to clean or manage the building. And so I told him that I'd help for a couple weeks until they found somebody. And he had shown me around the building and given me the keys to certain areas in the building that I was responsible for, you know, in case of emergency or first contact of that building. And so here I am mopping the floors in the lobby and the panel on the wall in the lobby started to light up like a Christmas tree. All the alarms started like going off. So I kind of freaked out for a second. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And then I remembered that I was supposed to go in, open the glass panel door with the key, turn off the alarm, and then go and contact the fire department after doing a quick investigation of the building. But as I went to put the key in, the panel turned off all by itself. And I didn't even like finish unlocking the door. It just like it just went off. So I thought that was kind of weird. So I checked the building just the same and everything seemed to be okay, including the boiler room. So I went back to the lobby and I started to mop the floor again. And then the alarm went off again and the panel lit up really bright. So I took the keys back out of my pocket and I went to unlock the panel and it turned off again. And so now I'm shaking because I'm thinking, okay, like I didn't know what to think. And when I went to walk away, it started to go off again. So now like strike three, right? This is the third time. So I unlocked the cabinet. I put the key in. I turned it off. I did a walk through the building and everything was normal. But in the distance, I can hear what sounded like sirens. So I went back downstairs to the lobby so that I can go greet the firemen and let them know that there was no emergency. But it seems that the emergency was somewhere else because the firemen never stopped at our building. And there was quite a commotion outside. I could hear several sirens in the distance going down Notre Dame Avenue. I just thought that was so bizarre. And after I was done cleaning the building and putting everything away, I went back to my apartment. I used to live on the third floor for quite some time. And so I noticed that when I got back in, I had a couple of messages on my answering machine. 
And so I started to check them and it was my stepdad and he was really agitated when he left me these two messages. So I tried to call him back, but we didn't have cell phones at the time. So I left him a message on his answering machine. And when I hung up, I got a call from the Pioneer Manor just shortly after. And they told me that my stepdad was on his way to pick up my mom because they had had a fire emergency in another building, but they were evacuating the building where my mother was lodged. So I said, well, what's going on? They said, well, it's creating a shortage of beds. So they asked if we could bring her back later that evening once they had assigned a new room for her. So we did that. We later learned that they had to evacuate her entire section because an accident caused a fire to start in the attic of a new construction that was being done next door. And that fire had traveled down her bathroom wall of her unit. And although the unit itself was not on fire, the electrical had been damaged as well as the insulation in her unit, as well as the other units on either side of her. So to this day, I believe that the axe was meant as a sign for me to be on the lookout or to be aware that something was going to happen, a warning that the bathroom was going to catch fire. Coincidence? (laughs) I don't think so. And I'm so thankful for my father's spirit and the fact that he visits me in my dreams. You know, not all dreams are warnings and not all dreams are meant to have a message in them. And I think that the dead sometimes visit us in our dreams for several reasons, for us to accept their death, to remember them. But whatever reason, dream world is a realm where we can connect to our loved ones in a way that we can't do consciously speaking. So if you dream of your loved ones, don't be fearful or be sad if it's a bad dream or a sad dream. Our dead relatives really want us to heal from the hurt that we experience. And because we tend to ignore our conscious feelings, we do deal with them subconsciously speaking and in an unconscious state of being. In other words, through our dreams. I believe that our visitors have things to tell us and that we at times cannot relate to or sometimes keep an open mind about it. I usually tell people if nothing happens within about two or three weeks after having that type of dream, you might be working out some kind of grief or acceptance issue. These dreams can really offer us some peace of mind and a reminder that the connection shared with our dead loved ones is very close. And the question of why dead people visit us in our dreams may sometimes even remain unanswered. So whether it comes from the subconscious or the spiritual, they have the potential to bring comfort, closure, and that renewed sense of connection to those we've lost. When visited by a deceased loved one in a dream, embracing the encounter and allowing yourself to feel their presence can be really a powerful experience. It really can. I want to thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you have an absolutely beautiful week ahead. And until next time, we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed today's Langway to Spirit. To learn more about me, visit my website at mediumjlane.com or my socials on Facebook and Instagram.